There we are. Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. Good to have you all with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer around God's Word. Let's get everything all situated. There we go. And uh, today we continue our catechesis through the book of Acts. We're in Acts chapter 2, the first 13 verses today. We begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right. We say our memory verse for this week. We love him because he first loved us. 1 John 4, verse 19. And our psalm, Psalm 118, beginning in verse 15. Glad songs of salvation are in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord exalts. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has disciplined me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us, we pray, O Lord. O Lord, we pray, give us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord God The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. Bind the festal sacrifice with cords up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God, I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Genesis chapter 11. This was our Old Testament reading from Sunday. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, they found that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. They, and they said, Come, let us... Build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of all the earth, or the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they do will be, uh, or that they propose to do, will be withheld from them. Come. Let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. 
So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. All right, there ends the reading. And then our reading for catechesis today is from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in, his, in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, Whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, They are full of new wine. There ends the reading. All right, what's the feast that brought the people together? into Jerusalem, now 50 days after the Passover. That would be the day of Pentecost. Pentecost. Um, So Pentecost is the English transliteration of the Greek number 450. All right, so uh, we need to go to the Old Testament to understand what this feast was about um, originally. And of course, then it's uh, subsumed, I should say, into into a feast of Christ. All right, Leviticus, uh, I'm going to say 23. It, it's in a couple of places. So um, we'll look, first we'll look at Leviticus 23, uh, beginning of verse 15. Yeah, that's a little small on my side here. Let me make it a little bit bigger. Okay, there we go. You shall count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that brought you, or that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be completed. Seven Sabbaths, meaning 49 days, right? Count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall offer a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring from your dwellings two wave loaves of two-tenths of an ephah. That's a measure. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. They are the first fruits to the Lord. And you shall offer with the bread seven lambs the first year of the first year without blemish, one young bull and two rams. They shall be as a burnt offering to the Lord, with their grain offering and their drink offerings, an offering made by fire for a sweet aroma to the Lord. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats as a sin offering, and two male lambs of the first year as a sacrifice of a peace offering. The priest shall wave them with the bread of the firstfruits as a wave offering before the Lord with the two lambs. They shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. And you shall proclaim on the same day that it is a holy convocation to you. You shall do no customary work on it. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. All right, and so here's the reason. When you reap the harvest of your land, 
You shall not wholly reap the corners of your field when you reap, nor shall you gather any gleaning from your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. All right, so it's, um, this is sometimes called the Feast of Weeks, right? Um, and here you can see it's a, uh, what do you want to call it? A harvest festival, right? For the spring harvest. Uh, of course, they have different growing seasons there than we do. Um, well, I suppose we have something like winter wheat. Uh, there's been some harvesting around here too. Um, uh, you know, they've been doing chopping and harvesting. I suppose it's alfalfa or just hay. All right. Um, but also Leviticus uh, 25 has more on this. Um, maybe of the 50th year. All right. So, um, but it's connected here to the year of Jubilee. Let's not uh, read all of that. The year of Jubilee is uh, every 50 years, right? 49 years. And then the 50th year is the year of Jubilee. And when there's forgiveness of debts, um, returning land um, to your neighbors that has been, um, been held like in slavery. Um, and of course, that's a year that everything is laid fallow, um, allowed to rest. So it's like a Sabbath year. Uh, and there's all sorts of other prescriptions. This is all in Leviticus 25. I'm not going to read it all because there's slavery. There's all sorts of things here. All right. Oh, but here's the key. Uh, we have to talk about this year of Jubilee a little bit. Um, this is in regards to slavery. All right. And, it, and it's not chattel slavery like here in the U.S. Uh, it's more... I guess we call it indentured servitude. So you owe a debt, um, and so you bind yourself to a master um, in order to repay that debt. All right. Um, verse 50 of chapter 25. Thus he shall reckon with him who bought him. The price of his release shall be according to the number of years, from the year that he was first sold to him until the, the year of Jubilee. It shall be according to the time of a hired servant for him. If there are still many years remaining, according to them he shall repay the price of his redemption with the money uh, with which he was bought. And there, if there remain but a few years until the year of Jubilee, then he shall reckon with him, and according to his years, he shall repay him for the price of his redemption. He shall be with him as a high, yearly hired servant, and he shall not rule with vigor, rigor over him in your sight. And if he is not redeemed in these years, then he shall be released in the year of Jubilee, he and his children with him. And here's the key. For the children of Israel are servants to me, that is to the Lord. They are my servants whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. All right, so there's all sorts of things going on there. But the number of 50 then, both 50 days and 50 years, is associated with liberty and the freedom from slavery, a release from debts, and of course a harvest. All right, and so that's what they would celebrate on the Feast of Weeks is actually their deliverance from slavery and Egypt as freedom, um, free children of, of God, the children of Israel. All right, so that's your backstory for the Feast of Pentecost. There's quite a bit more, of course, we could talk about, but there you go. All right, in verse 1, who are they that are with one accord in one place? Yeah, this would be um, the apostles, and uh, arguably then, too, the total number, so the 120 we heard about yesterday. Um, and then there was the sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. Well, was it an actual wind? No, of course, it was like one. Um, why was it a sound? Why do you think it, was, it, it had the sound from heaven? All right, think about what's going to be happening here. 
the giving of the Spirit. Why give the Spirit to the apostles? For the sake of preaching, right? Um, Luke 4, which is, of course, Acts being Luke volume 2, Luke volume 1, the uh, gospel according to Luke chapter 4, what a word this is, for with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits and they come out, all right? Um, and that's the, uh, uh, the demon. <laughs> and the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region, all right? So the report, a report is <laughs> words, sound, right? So the sound of the spirit blowing is really the preaching of the gospel, a great wind that cannot be seen, right? Um, what was the wind like? Yeah, well, it filled the whole house. Um, you think the, the word here for wind is also the same word for spirit. It's also the word, then, um, the Hebrew word would be ruach, uh, which, of course, is what God breathed upon creation at the beginning, Genesis 2. Um, this comes up again later in Acts, in Acts 17. All right. So um, this is in Thessalonica, uh, the Areopagus. And then what does, yeah, here it is. Um, Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you. This is uh, St. Paul. God, who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since, here's the key, he gives life, he gives to all life and breath and all things. Oh yes, that's the other word. So we have spirit, we have wind, and we have breath. Those are all the same word. Um, think of like uh, Genesis 2, right? The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Um, or Isaiah uh, 42 uh, I get there? Da, da, da. Thus the, says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to all people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. Right? So it's translated two different ways, but it's actually the same word in Hebrew. All right? um, of course, you have them breathing on the slain in uh, Ezekiel 37. Um, yeah, I think that's sufficient on the breath. Uh, why would it be mighty um, or even, what does it say here, mighty? Yeah, it could be, you could translate that as violent even. Why would the, why would the, the wind be mighty or violent? Well, it's powerful, right? Mighty, meaning with power, right? So it does what it says. It, it comes and it, and it isn't just, you know, an absent breeze, but it actually comes with purpose. Um, and intent is the power of God to salvation. Um, the Spirit always brings life to those who believe, but also think of like in Exodus 14, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. Right? So there, it'll bring death to those who do not believe, Right, Pharaoh and his host. Why did the sound fill the house, do you think? We're still in verse 2. I know there's, it's, this is dense. It's good stuff. Why fill the house? Well, as a Christian, what is the house that you are gathered into? But the church. And of course, the church being filled with the Spirit, the Spirit of the Father.
Uh, what appeared over them, over their heads? It actually doesn't say over their heads. It just says one sat upon each one of them, divided tongues of fire. Why a tongue, do you think? I don't think that's an in, in, uh, or, uh, immaterial word. It's actually an intentional word to call it a tongue. I mean, fires do look like tongues, I suppose. But tongue, again, for sound, the preaching of the gospel. All right, so I, I, I struggle to find the artwork, but I know there is some where the tongues are actually coming out of their mouth, the tongues of fire, which I think is actually even more uh, appropriate as far as a pictorial representation. And why did the fire not burn them? Well, because the Spirit came to purify and to bring life, not to destroy. I mean, fire can do both, right? It can purify and cleanse. It can also destroy. Here it's to purify and give life. Um, what are some symbolic connections appropriate for fire? All right, so we said it can burn or purify. Um, what else can fire do? I always do this with the children when we work through this text in the New Testament catechesis. Um, look at Isaiah 44, and you'll see here, he burns half of it with fire, and with this half he eats meat. He roasts a roast and is satisfied. He even warns himself and says, ah, I am warm. I have seen the fire, right? Um, there he's actually burning idols and awesome and sacrifices and bread. Um, so there he, he makes a fire that, get, that warms um, and yeah, that, that's for warming. Um, what else do, does fire provide? We had purify, we have warmth. We're missing maybe the obvious one. That would be light, right? So uh, think of, again, the Exodus journey. The Lord went before them by the day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night, can't see the cloud, so in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. All right. Um, on whom did the fire rest? Again, the apostles. And of course, we know uh, who filled the disciples. This was all an indication of the wind and the fire of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, this is a little controversial among the Pentecostal folks amongst us, but um, I think it's quite clear what, what is intended here by St. Luke. What does it mean that they were um, to speak in tongues? Well, just look. Um, they speak to all of these foreigners who are mentioned here in verse 9 and 10 and 11 in their own tongues, in their own language, right? That's what it means, to speak in actual languages. Um, who are these devout men, these God-fearers that are dwelling in Jerusalem? Um, these are actually Gentiles who are also in Jerusalem, but who have converted to Judaism, right? All right, what did the whole crowd hear? There's Jews and devout men. Those are two different groups, by the way. Yeah, Jews and then converts to Judaism, which will come up again here in a minute. Um, again, what did the crowd hear? They marveled. How is it that we each hear them speaking in the lang our own language in which we were born? Again, they're talking in the languages of the people gathered. <laughs> this is not some kind of uh, gibberish. Glossalia, as, they, as the uh, Pentecostals call it. Um, of course, what Old Testament event 
uh, with the speaking of tongues, is this the opposite of? Well, we just read it, right? A few minutes ago, Genesis 11, the Tower of Babel, where they all spoke in one language and then the Lord confused their languages. Now, they're all speaking in confused languages and the Lord gives them in their own language the mighty works of God, right? Preaches to them the gospel. So as sin, um, the sin of man separated the nations and confused men's languages at Babel, so the Christian Pentecost united all peoples and, and nations through a common language, maybe not a common language spoken, but rather of the gospel of the forgiveness of sins through the blood of Jesus Christ, right? Um, in their own language, though, in the, uh, what do we call that? The vernacular. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday we talked about uh, who did we talk about yesterday in the commemoration? Oh, the Venerable Bede, right? Um, and re- recall that he tra- was translating, um, likely the Latin, uh, the Vulgate, into um, the language of the English people. And that was in the 4th or 5th century, right? So there's plenty of examples throughout time, Luther not being the first, when he translated uh, the Hebrew and Greek into um, the German language for the German people. Right? This is what we do. And we're, of course, hearing it in English now. <laughs> Uh, what is the important question in verse 12? Whatever could this mean? In other words, what is this peculiar, bizarre, odd preaching all about? Right? Um, reminds us of Luther, right? Was ist das? What is, what, what is this? What is this? As in the catechism. Of course, what's the accusation that they make? Yeah, that they're drunk. They're full of new wine. We'll get Peter's response to that uh, tomorrow. but. Why did so many conclude that the apostles were drunk, do you think? Well, um, I like the way that Father uh, Robert Capon said it, Robert Farrar Capon. Um, he said that they, they, they've drunk from the 200-proof gospel, which is beautiful, right? The preaching of the gospel, the forgiveness of sins by grace alone and not by works, this was unlike anything that they had heard before. Even though, obviously, the, old, the scriptures, the Old Testament, confesses it um, frequently. Um, they had never heard it, right? That preaching had been hidden, or that word had been hidden from them. And so it does sound like they're speaking gibberish in a way, right? This is outrageous. Salvation by faith through grace, you know, through Christ alone, by grace through Christ alone. They must be drunk. And we'll get to the response tomorrow. Um, okay, so meditation on this text. God appointed this festival from the beginning, right, the Feast of Weeks, to indicate that the greatest liberty comes when the Spirit of God works faith in Christ. There was a sound of a great wind because the Spirit blows around the world in the preaching of the Word. This sound fills Christ's church on earth with the news of the perfect liberty in the forgiveness of sins. The Word of God is like, or is the fire that purifies us and destroys the old Adam. Through this fire, the Spirit brings light into the sin-darkened world. This is not a gospel of babbled confusion, but a gospel that speaks clearly in intelligible languages of the people of the world. There were no interpreters of tongues, for the disciples were speaking in the intelligible language of those who had gathered. All this is to declare to the nations of the earth the wonderful works of God for us in Christ. Indeed, these works of Christ are the new wine that brings joy to hearts burdened under the yoke of sin's slavery. Yeah, new wine. Do we put new wine into old wineskins, Jesus said? Uh-huh. Nope, they get new wineskins, right? So hence the uh, appointing of the apostles for the new wine of the gospel.
Beautiful. All right, we confess table of duties to widows. The widow who is really in need and left all alone puts her hope in God and continues night and day to pray and to ask God for help. But the widow who lives for pleasure is dead even while she lives. 1 Timothy 5, verses 5 through 6. And then to everyone. The commandments are summed up in this one rule, love your neighbor as yourself. Romans 13, verse 9. I urge that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1. Today, let us pray for everyone. O Lord, as you have loved us in place of yourself and thereby fulfilled all of God's law on our behalf, teach us to walk by faith in your love in all that we do, to live in love and to self-sacrifice and self-sacrifice toward others in our callings, and to pray for everyone in need, seeking not our own glory, but the welfare and salvation of our neighbor. In your holy name we pray. Amen. On this Wednesday, we pray for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the word of God, for parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help us, good Lord, by the mystery of your holy incarnation, by your holy nativity, by your baptism, fasting, and temptation, by your agony and bloody sweat, by your cross and passion, by your precious death and burial, by your glorious resurrection and ascension, and by the coming of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. On this May 26th, we pray in Thanksgiving with Ella, who celebrates her baptism birthday, with Don and Karen, who celebrate their anniversary, and with Tanya as well. Also with Evan and Megan, who rejoice in the gift of matrimony. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Tristan, Marcella, Jeremy, Kelsey, Amanda, John, Timothy, Janice, and Sandy, Linda, Ken, and Blair. Our homebound, Bev, David, Will, Roy, Willis, and Janice, and Mickey. And the missions and mercy work of the church, especially Lutherans for Life and Sheboygan County Hispanic Outreach. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. I don't think we have a commemoration today. Let me make sure. It is the Wednesday after Pentecost. You know, there's still uh, readings. Even for Wednesday, there's appointed propers so that you could still be going to church to celebrate Pentecost. Again, I think that's a, a drought of God's word that we uh, have allowed to happen, uh, to not rejoice in the gift of Pentecost in the way that the church historically has. Uh, but someday we'll restore that. All right, let's pray the colic then for this week. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, 
and that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn of the week. Come, Holy Ghost, Creator, bless. We'll do stanzas one and six. Good to have you all checking in here. I see Karen, Tim, uh, Don and Karen. Happy anniversary again. Eileen, Gus, uh, my mother, Grace, Donna, and Michael. Looks like mom got it all clear at the hospital, which is good. Um, so, Lord be with you all and uh, bless you and keep you this day. Um, do note, uh, we have been having Bible study on Wednesday evening. We're not going to, we're going to, we're moving that Bible study since we finished the book of John uh, to Sunday mornings, right? So we'll pick up with the book of Hebrews on Sunday morning um, and it'll be recorded. So you'll have the same opportunity to continue in that. So it'll be Hebrews chapter 11 on Sunday. And um, oh yes, because it's, uh, it's the summer uh, with travel and whatnot. Uh, we'll just take it a little bit easy and then we'll hit full stride again come September. All right. So, uh, Lord, keep you safe, bless you and keep you, and we'll see you again in the morning for our congregation of prayer.